0: Okay, this is John Morton from The Empire Strikes Back. We're here at Awesome Con,
1: and uh, we encourage you to watch this on the Below the Belt show. and click, click on this. And click on this. So, there we are. May the force be with you. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired.
2: It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes
0: down.
3: One
4: here.
2: Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die.
5: Wax on, wax off.
4: Wax <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's right. It's time once again for another episode of BTB, And our focus on this week's episode comes from a galaxy far, far away. I'm Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, but tonight I'm, I'm going to be known as affectionately Han Soto, my <laughs> Star Wars name here on Below the Belt show. And let's go ahead and introduce the rest. Of the the Scruffy Nerf Herders On tonight's broadcast (laughs) Starting with uh, She's also known as Morgan Fabulous But tonight she's taking on the persona Of Darth Morgan (laughs) That's right (laughs) Yes (laughs) (laughs) Cue the Empire music Yes Morgan Fab, thanks for joining us here on BTV Good to be here yeah, it's been a minute.
2: You know, life is just life. never, never stops.
3: <laughs> All right. Joining us uh, to B2B is another favorite uh, from our friends over at the That Was Disappointing podcast. He is the one and only Kenny Hopkins, but tonight he'll be known as Captain Kendo Set
0: yes sir yes sir uh captain of the the cool guy cruiser
3: <laughs> the cool guy cruiser yes that's right we great uh, to have be a here
0: thanks for inviting me back
3: absolutely absolutely uh kind of handpicked uh tonight's panel because i wanted to talk mm. everything in the star wars universe because they had star wars celebration this past weekend in london england might and uh I would love to attend two years from now. They're having the next Star Wars celebration in Japan because I've never been to Japan, but I have been to London, oh, yeah. England. Let's but uh, this past Dude,
0: Star just, Wars you, celebration, that might be my destiny.
3: Th- that might be your destiny. <laughs> it might be your <laughs> destiny. Uh, so again, wanted to assemble a uh, a group of Star Wars aficionados for tonight's broadcast and let's go ahead and also introduce that's right he is the persian prince of pop culture he is affectionately known as the man with the calming presence and um his star wars name i guess will be general zod because <laughs> it's actually <laughs> kind it of fitting you know it kind of works right even though it's gonna it be to like speak.
1: a general general zadeus or something like that <laughs>
3: You want to switch it up, right? General Zadeus For 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 tonight's uh, Star Wars episode Because we we will be talking about a lot of stuff that came out of Celebration Um, Yeah, And I'll tell you, man Star Wars Celebration is probably One of the funnest times you can have uh, As a Star Wars fan Of course, Kenny, you've experienced the Galactic Star Cruiser Which I'm sure ranks up there uh, for the ultimate destination oh, of a Star Wars dude, fan. Dude, still, but...
0: Celebration, still, like, for me. Oh, man, that's that's my mecca.
1: I would love to go to Celebration.
3: That's right. Celebration for me well, was...
1: Well, you 20... went to... Al, you went to the Star Wars Celebration when it was in Florida, didn't you? That's
3: right. Orlando, Florida in 2017. Yeah. When I heard John Williams perform that orchestra set live and in person, dude, I had tears <laughs> in my eyes. It was <laughs> such a beautiful thing to see and hear. I mean he That's is cute. um a legend he's a he's still composing in his 90s you know he's 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 scoring like Indiana Jones and he's scoring uh you know the the most recent Star Wars films as well and uh to see that was definitely my highlight of Star Wars celebration um but um you know it overall was a great time I talked to um the legendary actor uh, Warwick Davis who played uh, uh many roles Uh, Including uh, Wicked the Ewok But also played many roles in the newer uh, Star Wars films and and TV shows And uh, man, it it was an incredible celebration So um, I figured, yeah, you know what? Let's start Um, We usually uh, go a little out of order I guess because we're talking Star Wars We'll go a little bit out of order tonight And talk everything in the world of Star Wars Because, uh, again, a very, very epic epic uh star wars celebration from what i heard at least lots of stuff dropped um but yeah let's talk about it let's talk about stuff going on in the star wars universe Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> all right let's talk about everything going on in a galaxy far far away one of the biggest uh, takeaways from star wars celebration is that lucasfilm announced three new star wars movies in the works the directors are james mm-hmm. Mangold, dave filoni and charmine Obeid shanoi so let's talk about each of the films. Um, so the first the, one that's
0: going to be everything movie. you're saying right now is all brand new news to me. So, uh,
3: OK, cool. You're coming. I, in I look
0: nothing. Yeah, I'm totally fresh. This is coming interesting.
3: coming in blind. All right. If you haven't heard of Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy, she directed several episodes of Miss Marvel on Disney Plus, and she will uh, be directing a movie in the timeline Of the sequel trilogy 15 years later Mm. And big news returning To reprise her role As Rey Skywalker Daisy Ridley Will be returning uh, To the Star Wars universe To portray Rey And because this takes place 15 years After the events Of the Rise of Skywalker At this point Rey is Is a Jedi Master Herself so expect expect some really badass.
0: now is this a trilogy they're doing a full like a another trilogy yeah. or is this three independent so, movies
3: three so far three independent movies and i think what they're going to okay.
0: do but is, we are going to get one post episode nine
3: yes this is the one that this first one that's going to be released in i believe christmas of 2025 is going to be uh the one that's directly after the sequel so the other two movies are going to be in a completely, uh, completely different timeline. But let's talk about this first one. Um, so um, this first one with Daisy Ridley. Um, it's interesting because uh, you know we thought that Ray was you know done, and I know that we hadn't heard of anything in the timeline of the sequel movies. But then I remember talking about it on Below the Belt. Show Daisy was seen at Lucasfilm headquarters but apparently she told friends and family that she was meeting friends for lunch but apparently she was there to mm-hmm. probably discuss nice. about her role and you know i gotta admit one of the redeeming qualities of the sequel uh trilogy was the character ray skywalker you know i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of criticism about the the sequels you know about the sequel trilogy but um you know what is consistent is that uh, ray ray was a great character um and uh i thought they really did a fantastic job um so um you know i wasn't sure if we we're going to see anything in that timeline but it looks like we will um expect do
0: think, again do you think that uh disney has faith in that sequel trilogy timeline enough mm-hmm. to i mean apparently they do to put a single movie out but is this a te- is this just them feeling the waters or what do you think
3: that's yeah that's why i think I think that's why they didn't announce a trilogy for this uh they right. wanna see how this film performs, and I think the fans are are hungry for a star wars um film, and this will be the first one since the rise of Skywalker and you know, it still still did amazing at the box office. You're still. Being, yeah,
1: that's, it's, it would be difficult to imagine a Star Wars movie. Well, I guess that's what happened with Solo. And um, but I where, like Solo.
0: Everybody hated Solo. And I I, I don't know. I'm a fanboy, but
1: I liked Solo, too. I did, it didn't like I always love I love the I love the Star Wars stories that aren't as um, I guess like. Mystical and spiritual. I like the more right. spiritual stuff that, like, Solo and the Mandalorian, I mean, parts yeah. of the Mandalorian are. I mean, I actually like, really dig that stuff a lot more than like chosen ones and these, like, you know, prophecies. Yeah. I yeah.
3: All that. <laughs> 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 but this particular film uh, with um, Daisy Ridley will be a script will be written by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. So there you go. So and it's all about Ray building the Jedi Order. So, um, the second film, yes, the second film will be, um, the one and only James Mangold, who's actually directing Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny.
1: Yeah, he directed. He directed um, Logan, which is directed like Logan, probably which became- one of the best uh, superhero movies ever. Yeah, Absolutely. I love Logan. That was great.
3: Absolutely, I agree. This one is called, well, he, it's untitled, but it's basically Star Wars Zero. Because it tells the origin story of the Force. And will feature all new characters in an all new era. So he's been working on this for a, a couple of months. <clears throat> and apparently Mangold said the film will not be pre-tech. So don't expect like a stone age
1: version. Oh actually I was uh, I was I was just about to say it was like yeah, I wonder if they're going to make like a uh, Star Wars like fantasy style or a, like Well they
0: they'd have to they still need spaceships and it's just they're going to tech it down I guess.
4: You're going to got
1: to to think of it this way if they have spaceships cuz like if it's the origin of the force that's presumably cuz the force what well, did they say the force has been around for like thousands of years exactly like it, about it, the jedi order has been around for exactly. so yep i mean if yeah,
0: you think about coruscant, have... coruscant's been like they're they they do not even know how old coruscant is like according yeah. to like books that i've read you know it's mm-hmm. not none of that's canon but you know
1: well, then, I mean, that shows that, like, you know, at some point, technology just stopped, like, they stopped, um, in a, you yeah. know, innovation just stopped, like, technological innovation just stopped, <laughs> you know, because if it's the same, same it's level true. of technology for, like, thousands of years, that doesn't make any sense.
3: Well, so, uh, yeah, this is going to be deep in the past. Um, they didn't ex- uh, express exactly when, but it will be before the High Republic. So if we're dealing with the origins of the force, um, they didn't give, I mean, obviously we don't know how long years run in the Star Wars universe, but, um, but, uh, yeah, if it is the origins of the force. We're, we're talking, yeah. Very ancient and ancient Jedi. I'm here for it. <coughs> I'm here yeah, for it. It sounds like a cool, you know, people want to yeah. know the origins of the force. They want to, they want to know about it. So I think that's a very, very cool concept. Again, these are two, uh, extreme, um, timeline movies one's in the very very early future and then the uh the ray skywalker film will be 15 years into the future past the rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. all right the third film this is what this is what i'm actually really excited about this is going to be directed by dave filoni who as you know is showrunner um one of the creators of the mandalorian which is one of the the better star wars series on disney plus
0: and he did rebels
3: and he did Rebels as well, very good, very good
0: Which I'm currently working my way through
3: You're working your three, very cool
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're that's where we are in the timeline We've That's where you are in the thing. watching timeline <laughs> yeah, current, current on Bad Batch Not Bad Batch,
3: yes, I got a little bit of Bad Batch news But um, this particular film will be um, set in the New Republic era And it will be a spin-off film In the same timeline as Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and
0: Ahsoka. So
3: you're going to probably see a lot of your favorite characters from those shows. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, this is going to be the big congeal movie. They call
3: it also kind of like the Avengers Endgame. uh, To to that uh, Mandalorian-verse, Mando-verse, I I guess, if you want to call it. Um, And um, apparently Jon Favreau said that the, the shows are interconnected and um and they've been working and hinting at a culminating story um and also skeleton crew um is also in that same timeline as well with so skeleton Crew. skeleton crew are you familiar with skeleton crew this is I'm a not this is a new um new disney plus series uh, star wars skeleton crew um apparently got its first look at london's uh star wars celebration convention and this is going to be even though it is in the time of the mandalorian mandalorian um timeline it's going to feature jude law in the lead role and um he's going to have a bunch of child actors that are going to be working with him so this is going to be more i'm guessing more catered towards uh younger audiences um Maybe these are the younglings that, uh, Mm. sadly may that, that I guess that's escaped the order 66, you know, um, but, um, they actually showed some footage only for the audiences of celebration. So the public hasn't seen it yet, but the first footage, um, uh, shows, uh, children on speeders, Mm. um, and, uh. Yeah, I think it's uh you know it's gonna be, it has a lot of promise. Again, um it's also awesome in good hands because John Watts um create uh created this and um screenwriter Chris Ford actually worked on Spider-Man: Homecoming, so they got a good team. Um again, you know gearing you know shows geared towards children you know could then again you know I love Stranger Things, so you know mm-hmm. I don't know it, it could it could be one of those uh, kind of shows that kind of just Surprise us, you know what I mean um so that's gonna be really exciting um all right um also um one of the big big exciting news uh coming from uh Star Wars celebration is the um actually before we get into um some movie tidbits, they just confirmed that um ryan johnson um his project with the star wars movies um are on hold right now and uh kathleen kennedy said that he's very busy and they're not actively involved in anything at the moment because he's doing another glass onion movie and probably something else so again the last jedi probably one of the worst received of the the sequel trilogy um even though some people did like it
1: you know um no it's it's just very different than a lot of the other star wars movies That's I, yeah, like... I dug it i mean i was i was yeah. there
0: for it again i i i kind of wish that Leia uh, leo had just gone in the beginning where where she should have but
3: oh okay interesting. just the whole
0: force back into the thing was, was a little little much for me
3: yeah all right um well uh another big tv show that was the talk of uh Star Celebration is the series that will be a spin-off The Mandalorian. That's Ahsoka. Mm. So this is a um, self you know, this is completely <coughs> focused on um, the wonderful Rosario Dawson's portrayal of Ahsoka. And they just dropped the trailer and the trailer looks amazing. It looks really, really good. And a lot of the anticipation is for the beloved character Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, and yes who will be yes. appearing he will be appearing in the ahsoka series yes i guess
1: well, you they guys know about Ron? they have to have bo katan on that too i imagine
3: yeah. they will uh because it, again it also is in the same timeline
1: well yeah because bo katan and ahsoka were in the um rebels yeah, they yeah. Were in rebels together exactly uh, uh they will
0: yeah i, I don't yeah uh and do i mean they met each other in clone wars yeah Zod,
1: <laughs> did you get a did you check out the trailer? I have not seen the trailer yet. Oh my okay. god!
3: Yeah, the trailer, the trailer is really exciting. Uh, Darth Morgan, did you check it out? I haven't
2: seen it yet. Yeah, yeah.
3: it's it's really really good. Um, and of course, we did mention Grand Admiral Thrawn because he was teased uh, during The Mandalorian. They just announced that Mads Mikkelsen, who actually voiced Grand Admiral Thrawn, uh, will be uh, playing the live action version of thrawn so i love how that ties in man uh, I yeah love
1: he's a he's a he's a wonderful actor and he does yeah no one very few people can play uh can play smarmy villains the way he can so yeah. i could do that
3: yeah they also I, said the challenge of getting him blue was tricky um yeah. because they said that cat bane was a much debated um Blue um I guess a hue of blue that they were happy with um but apparently um they had to go round to round on getting the blue co- color right um because they had to do the same for Ahsoka with the orange and for Hera who was g- going to be one of the characters in Ahsoka uh, with the green um but yes the uh, cast has been announced uh for Ahsoka as you know Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano as you know she's the former apprentice of anakin skywalker and natasha lee bordizzo will be playing sabine wren and as you mm-hmm. know sabine is a mandalorian warrior and artist the actress that uh, play is playing Sabine is very easy on the eyes very mm-hmm. attractive um I, lo- I dig the purple hair um not an exact um, replica of what you you saw in the um, the animated um, series, but um, good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also happy to say that Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be playing Hera Syndulla, the New Republic uh, general and pilot of the of the Ghost, along with her trusty droid Chopper. Um, Ray Stevenson will be playing Balin Skull, which is a new character. He's a Force user and wields an orange lightsaber. Very cool. Orange. I haven't seen an orange lightsaber yet.
0: No, I haven't.
3: Um, Ivana Sokno will be, uh, will be paying a Shin Hati who is tied to Balin. Balin Skull, the new character with the orange lightsaber. She also yields, uh, sorry, also wields <laughs> an orange lightsaber. Um, interesting. And they're both, uh, described as aligned with Thrawn. Oh, snap. Okay. Hmm. So the orange is is a uh, is a Sith color of uh, you know, the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a returning to a Prizer role from The Mandalorian is Diana Lee Inosanto, who played Morgan Elsbeth. She's the one who lost her Beskar spear in combat with Ahsoka in The Mandalorian season two. Mm.
4: Yeah,
3: and uh, she's very uh, loyal to Thrawn, as you know. Ahsoka asked. Uh, Morgan Elsbeth, you know, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? If you recall in that episode, so there's a Morgan in the Star Wars universe. Morgan, I mean, I mean it's, it's Morgan Elsbeth. It's meant to be. It's it's just meant to be, meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have David Tennant of Doctor Who fame as Huyang, a droid, and
0: uh, he's just be. hoping so I doing, guess his voice. <laughs>
3: He'll be doing voiceover work for that. Yeah. yeah. For an unknown <coughs> character. And of course, we already mentioned Lars Mickelson as Grand Animal Throne. That's the hell of a cast.
1: Lars or Mads Mickelson?
3: Um Lars Mickelson. Sorry, Mads. Oh okay. You know, Mads his brother. And that's okay. A, okay. That's, that's a that's a little role.
1: different. Although he's still Lars Mickelson's really good too. Well, yeah, he, Lars was in the House of Cards as well. Uh,
3: yeah. Matt Mikkelsen, who you're thinking? I guess who you're thinking of? Uh, Zod. He was already in the Star Wars Rogue One
1: movie. Yeah, he was in Rogue One. That's
0: right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what happened to the Rogue Squadron movie? They just canned that.
3: Rogue ma- uh, Squadron. Um. Yes, that sadly had been canned along with. Um, the um, Ryan Johnson trilogy, the Taika Waititi movie, however, is still in development. They haven't axed that one just yet. But the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron, for now, is is on the back burner.
0: Yeah, so I you want to, that to see series.
3: You wanted to see that one, huh?
0: Oh, dude, that's the that, uh, the Rebellion era is my favorite, and dude, Rogue Squadron—they're my boys. That's where I would be, in, if I were fighting in the in that universe.
3: Do you think that will make a better series over a uh, over a film?
0: Well, I like the whole. I mean, uh, just because it's very, it's military, you know, and it's right. like it's very you're, you're kind of getting into a Battlestar Galactica feel with stuff more than a like Zod said, like fantasy and prophecies and stuff like that. Right. Know? And I love that part of that. You know, I love the war part of star Wars. Like it's, it's yeah. so fun. And uh, yeah, cause they, they, in the books, they do some crazy stuff and I would love to see somebody's interpretation of that.
3: Very cool. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would still love to see it. Hopefully they'll revisit it after these three films, but I know the priority are, are these three movies. Um, Another series that an animated series that uh, just dropped the trailer, Star Wars Visions. Zod, I know you you told Mm -hmm. me you watched the the first uh season of Visions, didn't you? Or was it somebody else? But uh,
1: I think that was someone else because I don't think I've seen it. Okay,
3: wasn't you? Okay, Star Wars Visions, as you know, are self contained episodes and different animators for each episode,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: and um. Yeah, the animation studio, different animation studios work on each episode, um, which includes Cartoon Saloon, Punk Robot, Studio Mirror, Studio Lock, Cachetti, ADA Pictures, um, and so on and so forth. So um, I haven't watched season one, um, but uh, yeah, someone told me I should watch it, but it's not the start. I mean, you know, these are very, these are kind of like Else Worlds. They're not going to be. Yeah, considered canon on the list. Yeah, so, um, and you're a fan of Bad Batch, uh, Captain Kendo. Uh, the Bad Batch will end its run after one more season, which will air in 2024. So the season three renewal for the series was announced at Star Wars Celebration. Um, Yay! That's right. You're getting one more season of the Bad Batch.
0: It's fine, dude. Because like they end of season two, we're, like really ramped it up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I I am so behind on the animated, and I promised that I would hopefully set aside some time to catch up with all the animated series. Uh, I, I'm currently in Clone Wars. Um, so
0: are you are you are you following all of them, or are you just watching? I, you should...
3: I eventually I want to watch them in in timeline order, so I know that Clone Wars would be the first one, and that's what mm. so many seasons already. Then I have to go to Rebels, then I go to Blat, then I go to Bad Batch. Is that the correct? Uh,
0: Bad Batch is um, after Clone Wars.
3: Ah, Bad Batch. Bef- okay. Bad Batch then Rebels. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. All right. There's another series, another Star Wars series called The Acolyte So this will be in the High Republic um, timeline, um, which is the early timeline. And um, so the Sith were uh, believed to have been exterminated during this time period. And the Jedis were operating at its strongest. Mm-hmm. And apparently this is going to be a hundred years, a century, prior to the happenings of Star Wars Episode one.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. And uh, interesting how they're going to try to get that. Because if you notice, like, I always thought this was a flaw in the um, architecture of Star Wars because the prequels had very streamlined, aerody- aerodynamic-looking ships. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the original trilogy they become more boxy and less aerodynamic looking so it's almost like a reverse reverse uh you could say
1: i mean you could because like you know that's how fashion works a lot of times you go yeah. from really like currently what's in style is like you know kind of clunky shoes and loose uh loose boxy clothes and is that true, your grace the loose I mean, boxy clothes.
2: everything from like the 90s is coming
1: back. yeah yeah Yeah. So like uh, and it wasn't that long ago that everyone was wearing like really, you know, really skinny, form fitting outfits that were like to show like silhouettes. And so you could you could see it that way. It could be a, you know, specific design choice that becomes this like, you know, aesthetic fad around the uh, around the universe or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. because you know uh, you you could still you could still say the spaceships are more you know are more technologically advanced even if they do look clunkier yeah i don't i don't know if that's true or not but like you know i will say that the
0: original trilogy which is obviously the the trilogy that we've all seen the absolute most of i'm Mm -hmm. sure of course you know we're only getting the rebel ships and the imperial ships and maybe you know the falcon that's really all you got i mean there's no real major example of any other manufacturers of ships so you could say that
3: you could say that and you could also say um i mean like you know the nabu starfighter they're using it the mandalorian of course that was more aerodynamic looking and that every planet has their own um means of architecture i guess and, and yeah that's the one we could look at it as well
1: you know, one thing I've always kind of wondered about the Star Wars universe: there doesn't seem to be any media whatsoever in the Star Wars universe, like any like journalists right. or um...
3: entertainment. Well, entertainment like is always yeah. like live, live. It's actually live performances. They like, yeah. to like to you the
1: never Netflix see anybody
0: stuff. go home and just flip the TV on and be like today, of course, <laughs> Ronda was awesome. yes. so, so Yeah, so, Yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: Forced on TV, right? Yeah, there wouldn't be. There's <laughs> no like news. Like, how do people learn about news? They seem to learn about it from like uh, word of mouth. Rooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's a very
3: that's good what point. It is.
1: I mean, a bunch of holograms,
3: you know. I mean, that's that's the main. Yeah, the hologs that's, that's their telephone. There is a Hollow
0: Net in the books. There's like is a there? whole network. Yeah, there's a oh, Hollow Net. Yeah, Holonet. there is. Oh, is it net. like? A,
1: is it like a news and entertainment network, well, Hollow Net?
0: No, that would be like the internet it's like the Hollow Oh, the internet. okay and wow. like uh and so in through that you would get all the, your information and i will say that there are they do go over that in the books the, all that like reporting <laughs> stuff and news things and there's okay. characters that are news reporters and
3: interesting so going back to this acolyte it has a pretty interesting cast you have lee jung jay from squid game the lead actor from squid game mm-hmm. he's going to be playing a role um they didn't announce a character. Uh Amanda Stenberg. She's gonna be the lead uh in this project. We also have Jody Turner Smith, Mandy Jacinto, Daphne Keen. You might remember her from Logan. Mm-hmm. X23. Yeah. Um De- uh Rebecca Henderson and Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix. Oh wow. That is the cast of the Acolyte. Uh again, this is uh uh Pretty uh so apparently the the sneak peek that the audience has got included a um a jedi temple um battles with elizabeth um sorry with um not elizabeth moss uh, carrie ann moss's character a golden lightsaber mm. fo- footage of jedis igniting their weapons together and the tagline this is this is about power and who is allowed to use it mm. So those are the notes from the sneak peek, I guess, trailer, or whatever footage that they that only the audiences of Star Wars Celebration were able to see, and hopefully we will get to see that as well. But um, the series has uh, promise. If you like Russian Doll, it's uh, it's from the uh, showrunner of Leslie Do- uh, Leslie Headland, um, who is mm. the um, showrunner um, of uh, Russian Doll. So. Uh, and I think she did a fine job with her series. But uh, I think uh, Star Wars is a much, much more challenging show. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Zod, you were a fan of Russian Doll, weren't you?
1: I was. Although I never yeah. saw the second season. I don't know if the second season was any good. But the right. first season was fantastic.
3: It was good. I saw the first season. I Like you, I didn't go into the second season. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe we still have more Star Wars? Uh, and or season two. That's right. Um they just unveiled a first look again um the second season will have.
0: i haven't seen andor yet how is it oh my god i, I know dude i'm i'm, I'm, I'm behind I'm, on that. i love it i i cannot wait to see it but you don't understand okay. when andor came out i started this trip with my wife and we're 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 in rebels we're okay andors next <laughs> so you want you want to you want to stay this? in the
3: timeline
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get
3: timeline. no, I'm not going to get really spoilery. Okay. Obviously, you know that that Andor is a prequel for Rogue One.
0: Yeah, I do. I know who and and you've Andor seen is. Seen Rogue
3: One, you know what ends, yeah, but you know it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. all about Diego Luna's Cash and Andor mm-hmm. uh, character, five years before the events of Rogue One. And apparently, mm-hmm. shooting began uh, last November and ex- expected to wrap uh, this August, and we we will be getting it in uh, August of 2024. Um so about a year after um rap. And um you'll see Mon Matma, you know, you'll see um Kyle Soler's character of uh, Cyril Karn.
1: We're gonna see Adria Arjona again.
3: Oh, she was she was quite lovely, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was uh,
1: <laughs> Adria
3: Arjona, yes, uh, she'll be back. Um Faye Marseille. Uh, you might remember her as the Waif from Game of Thrones. She, she'll she she'll be back. Um, Stellan Skarsgård, Denise Goh, Varada Setu, and of course, as I mentioned, uh, Mon Mothma, who is Gen- Genevieve O'Reilly. And that's what I love about Andor. Great, great uh, season. Um, a very different um, type of Star Wars. It's very cerebral, Ken. I mean...
1: Yeah, you have wait. to really and yeah. actually, especially if you like a <laughs> if you like a um, a complete lack of the spiritual um, yes. prophecy side, then Andor is your show. It's it's, it's all show, about dude. it's <laughs> all about politics, the politics in the Star Wars universe, and like wow. you know, like one of the th- the most fascinating things from it, they showed a vacation resort, what a vacation resort under the Empire would be. <laughs> that was cool, and that was so and, cool to see. Well,
3: that's, that's awesome. very similar to what we saw um, Scarif, the Scarif uh, planet in uh, in Rogue One. That was a very, yeah. I mean, we saw stormtroopers and pom- and palm trees together. It yeah, that was just so, cool. so so wicked.
1: But and it so also cool. showed it. It shows how like there's an episode that's all about how frustrating the justice system must be in a like totalitarian regime like the empire and they go through that and stuff like that which some people might find boring but i found absolutely awesome to watch oh i love that shit dude i'm watching it happen
0: in real life right now
1: yeah
3: (laughs) exactly and um i did think that the series started off the first episode was pretty exciting and then episodes two through five Run a little slow, and then by episode six through twelve, it's full force, pedal to the metal. You know, um, so just hang in there. If you lose interest by episode two, just kind of. just yeah, hang see, in that's there. what I'm
2: happened. Old. I started losing interest, and then I stopped. Was
1: it uh, episode Morgan, two? Again, it is. It is well worth going. I'll through. go back. Yeah, but back. it was episode two,
3: though. It Wasn't episode yes. one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It
1: is well worth barreling through those slow parts in the okay. beginning.
3: You liked episode one Morgan, right? Yes. But and I'm, then wa- just,
2: I'm yeah. watching my boyfriend and I'm like, are you paying attention? I was like, I'm like, not like usually, yeah. Yeah. usually in all things, star Wars, my phone is down. I'm paying attention. This. <laughs> right. I, was like, I was like, why don't I was like, I don't, I'm not feeling. Mm-hmm. It. All right. I'm going to go back.
3: <laughs> and I'm what's great about Andor is, is, you know, it, it is, um, again, a prequel to rogue one. And, right. um, and, of course, I love how they tie in Genevieve O'Reilly's Mon Mothma character because she was both in Rogue One and she's has a very important role in Andor. And, of course, she was the same actress that played Mon Mothma in the prequels in Episodes 1, 2, and 3. So, you know, I love the the little <clears throat> things like that matter to me, you know, using the same actors, you know, yeah. and, and it helps me believe that we are watching mm-hmm. the same universe unfold. So and then we have a couple a uh, couple series in development. So they're not in production anytime soon. Um, But it's Donald Glover's um, upcoming um, Lando Calrissian series.
0: Mm. Nice. Yes. um, I'm happy to hear that.
3: Yes. I I knew you'd be happy as a solo fan. Um, It's among the new slew of series joining the universe. It is to be determined. um, And uh, apparently... um, Catherine Kennedy said that Donna Glover himself is currently the holdup of the series. That's why they haven't moved forward, because he's Mm -hmm. very busy. So they have to wait for him to have that.
0: Right. I I bet you he wants to do this, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I've heard him in the past say that he loved doing Lando. And I was like, dude, I love your young Lando, man. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. I think if you do
3: a tremendous job. And again, yeah, one of the shining stars of... Of that, and I hope, I hope that we see Daenerys Targaryen, Kira, Amelia Clark, one of my favorites right now. I love that woman. <laughs> Bow down to your grace. Yeah, she's that awesome. She, that she reprises the role as Kira in this Donald Glovered uh, Lando Calrissian series. So hopefully we will see that happen because that is the same timeline. Ooh. And then of course we have Mandalorian season four. So again, um, they wrote season four. The descriptive, script the, the treatment's there. Apparently has not been officially green lit yet, but um, you know I I think I come on it's Mandalorian. You know I mean so there's been a lot of criticism about season three that that has been the most lackluster of the three seasons so i think we'll go into the the latest episode of the mandalorian which is called guns for hire and it was a very very um celebrity cameo filled Mm -hmm. and sometimes that takes away from
0: the episode i couldn't get away from those spoilers yeah i'm not i I haven't
1: i i know i know the celebrities who are in it but i haven't seen the episode yet
3: you haven't seen the episode i'll tread very lightly but uh it was it was cool because it's Jack Black and it's Lizzo and they're this royal couple yeah. basically where monarchy and democracy exist together. You know, and um, they rule this this cool planet. Um, so apparently the, this planet's very, very, uh, the, I guess the community that lives on this planet is very lazy because all <laughs> the droids are doing all the work.
1: So it's kind of like WALL-E.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly Gosh. exactly and um yeah i mean this is uh, a, <laughs> uh and it's called the planet's called Plazier fifteen um yeah. and um, you know, um the characters are very um they're very campy jack black's character uh, uh who is Captain Bombardier <laughs> And then Lizzo's character is the Duchess, and it's uh.
1: It sounds like a blast, though. Was it was it more of a comedic episode? Like, was it, it
3: with with their scenes? Yeah. Okay. You know, 'cause because uh, the Duchess, you know, took a took a liking to to Grogu and wouldn't put Grogu down, and Grogu actually helped her in a, a game of um, um, what is that um, the, the um, that game with uh
1: the holographic chess is that what they play it was
3: similar to that but no it's the the um oh god uh cricket like the intergalactic cricket where they're playing with like space creatures like that form little Mm -hmm. balls so it's like you know uh so that that was interesting but basically mandalore both um katie sackoff's um bo-katan and dinjarin Pedro pascal dinjarin are on a mission to help um Captain Bombiere and the Duchess's, uh, um, you know, request basically that they're rogue droids taking over the planet. So um, they've got to find out the reasoning, you know, as to why these droids are going rogue and causing havoc. And, you know, the chef droid, for instance, started like swinging his, <laughs> his knives and stuff like that. It's a crazy shit. Yes. um and it, it was it was it was something it was a very different episode we also had a cameo by christopher lloyd who bears a who uh has a very pivotal pivotal part in this episode which we won't get too, too into but uh he uh he's a part of that that planet uh plaza 15 he's um very interesting interesting character um and uh you know it, it's interesting and you get you, you get the the droids actually um they kind of live like humans in this in this planet uh-huh. because they have they have their own bar called the resistor which is pretty <laughs> <laughs> and they and they take this uh this this uh i guess this um this potion or liquid meant meant to keep uh to give them euphoric feelings, so it's kind of the equivalent of alcohol to humans, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, so it's, it's like called... the robots in Futurama.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: Do they do they do that? Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and... They're supposed to live off of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, so it, Bender it's... drinks all the time. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> It's super duper weird. um A lot of that people didn't like, like it.
1: That actually, that that actually sounds like a blast of a, of, of an episode. It wasn't re- it, well regarded.
3: It wasn't well regarded. Oh no!
1: The, the worst fans hated it.
3: The the reason why I don't think I think first of all Lizzo should be nowhere near. Mm. I know she's a super fan and she yeah. was like so happy to get What's the role. What's wrong with
1: Lizzo being in it? Because she's a horrible actress. Oh, is she? OK. Yeah, she's so bad. She was, well, she was OK me, on Saturday Night Live. I thought she did well in Saturday Night, well, Live.
3: Saturday Night Live. I think because, you know, you're doing skits and you can afford to kind of be a bad actor in certain comedic yeah. sits. I,
1: I haven't seen it yet,
0: but I've seen pictures and I, I saw headlines from articles as I was passing through. You know, right. Speeds and stuff. And uh, I, I saw the pictures and I immediately I thought to myself, that just looks like fucking Nacho Libre. And like fucking <laughs> yeah. and Lizzo in a weird outfit, mm. and I gotta be honest, not here for out me. of context, it completely takes me out of out of yeah. it. You know, I'm like, oh dude, yeah. it's like that one episode of Game of Thrones where Ed Sheeran was like fucking playing the guitar. <laughs> that, oh, that can God. lose a lot with yeah. celebrity
3: cameos, cameos sometime, yeah. um, and it apparently they wrote. Okay, so some critics are saying first of all about this season of Mandalorian. The, the Mandalorian has an identity crisis oh. And apparently what's killing The Mandalorian season 3 Is that it's lost its way Both with Mando and Grogu fading in the background yeah. And no clear overarching story to follow um, And apparently um, another critic said There's a massive drop in quality The show has transformed out of all recognition no longer is it the man with no name in space, but the man with no
0: purpose in space. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was, that's kind of my thing. Like, what what are they doing now? Like.
0: So people said that about Bad Batch also, uh, when season two just started. And I'll be honest, it did kind of seem like, okay, what's going on? It seems like this is all just a bunch of filler episodes where they're going through space and mm-hmm. completing right. missions. And then it a thread started to come undone and stuff started happening. And then, and then it really got going and dude, we loved, I was in tears at the end of the last episode.
4: Okay.
0: Wow. So it was, it, it was good. I mean, comfy. you got to get, if you like the characters, if you don't like the characters yeah. and you don't like a bunch of clones running around doing stupid shit, you know, but one of the characters, like, ah, oh, she's like the best character. And you just, she's like a little kid and I have daughters. So, you know,
3: of course, yeah. And, and, and th- this episode, I mean, you know, well, we we learn a little bit more of the dark saber, and um, and uh, without spoiling anything, and uh, who um, who should wield the dark oh. is revealed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely, uh, definitely uh, check it out. Um, oh, we saw the return of Sasha Banks. Uh, as as you know, as a WWE fan. Uh she was in season two of the Mandalorian. She was one of the um Mandalorian uh it, among the Axwolves. The Axwolves are those Mandal those rogue Mandalorians that uh that are allowed to take off not yeah, take off their helmet. Right. And that's a thing. I mean, in episode five, you know, it was all about bo uh Bo Katan Krees. Being able to take off the helmet because they want to unite all the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. the ones that are very strict with the code of wearing their helmet and follow all the the rules and say this is the way all the time. And then the, the rogue Mandalorians who kind of like, you know, they they do what they want. They, they don't wear the helmet and, um, you know, they don't adhere to all the traditional Mandalorian rules. So uh, I don't know, but I think that the the big problem was really Lizzo in this episode because, um, you know, she was very thankful because she said Star Wars was a dream for her. So she was very, uh, in fact, she dressed up as baby Baby Yoda, whatever <laughs> costumes. But uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's that that's all the Star Wars. I mean, wow! Can you believe uh, all the Star Wars talk? took all this time and uh and that was the majority of what i what i had here uh for tonight's episode of btv but um we do have other stuff other stuff like i know another big fandom of kenny's is super mario brothers mm.
4: oh,
0: and uh i haven't seen super, it yet I haven't seen it,
3: see
2: it yet it. yes i see it in the theater
0: i don't I care what see they see say it. i cannot wait to see that movie i'm a hey. big super mario brothers fan yes likewise likewise of course,
3: your name is Nintendo, right? <laughs> or Ninkendad, so it makes sense. Nintendo and right? <laughs> have so, the yes,
2: critics two, been liking it,
3: or Well, have... yeah, I mean it's two hundred four point six million, so mm-hmm. the audiences are liking it because they're they're going to the theaters. Yeah. And it's a well, it has that
0: star power, though. You know, I mean, it also is Super Mario Brothers. Everybody's going to see yeah, Super Mario I Brothers.
3: Yeah, see it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, and you have Chris Pratt, you have Anya Taylor Joy, you have Charlie Day, um, you know, all those characters. Um, but yeah, let's see what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. That's actually a very good question.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, Super Mario Brothers. Um, ooh. Oh. Okay, so critics
2: don't like it
3: critics are 57
0: <laughs> trying to bring it i
3: think up. it looks good
0: i hear it's fan service without no real driver direction
4: yeah
0: but I'm, I'm i didn't expect it's a freaking video game
4: movie
0: yeah <laughs> Come yeah. on, i mean you know I just watch the movie yeah, yeah. Um, i like the sonic movies i mean people don't like the sonic movies and i oh yeah i like the sonic movies what can i say But Mm -hmm. I'm the ultimate fanboy I'm just optimistic and positive about everything Yeah, I mean uh,
3: Let's see Some some reviews include um, The Super Mario Brothers Strong performance Is with the family audience Mm -hmm. So um, moviegoers Have demonstrated time and time again That they crave the immersive Cinematic experience only theaters Can provide Yeah so mm-hmm. that's what's you know driving people so even though it is 57 percent critics the audience's score is much higher yeah. it is 97 percent audiences
0: so there you go yeah.
3: i mean i tend to agree got,
0: more we with we the audience what we're go- yeah we know what we're going there. yeah we, we, we know, know what we're going in there for yeah yeah exactly
3: and um another thing to note about uh the super mario brothers is that um Chris Pratt had some, some criticisms about the voice of Mario because, yeah. um, um, that
0: was be- unavoidable.
3: Yeah, it was unavoidable because it it's doesn't that- sound like him. <laughs> so it depends which iteration of, of Mario is this. Is this a, an Italian American that, that has an Italian accent from, from New York, from Brooklyn or whatever, or is it, uh, you know, a rebooted version, um, that's not necessarily Italian or whatever, but, uh, Apparently, Chris Pratt was wanted to throw out that New York accent at first, but apparently it resembled Tony Soprano when he first started doing the voice. <laughs> and they're saying it's New Jersey. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, um they 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 kind of took a little bit of Charles Martinet's voice um from the animated series and then sprinkled a little bit of. Uh, of of I guess his own take on it you know um and then he worked very closely with the directors to find the Mario voice that made sense for the story mm-hmm. so he tried out a few things and landed on something that he's really proud of and it's um an animated voiceover narrative it's not a live action movie he's not going to be wearing a plumber suit and running around <laughs> so you got
0: you like jo- <laughs> George Martinet at- the, the original guy who did the video games and stuff like he, he's he's got a video char- game character that he's doing it for, so of course he's he's right. and he's got to say three things. It's a me, Mario. You know, it's like, it how, what does that guy like sound that. like? How does that guy talk? Right. You know, hello there. I would like some bread. You know what? Is that really how you talk? That's not how he talks. <laughs> right. He's being expressive because it's you know it's like the it's game, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I didn't. I don't. I'm not gonna hate. I can't wait to
2: see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to gonna hate, it. but I wanted to hear it just like how you did it. It's-a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we're used to. You but know? That's
1: like, I mean, the the truth is, though, I mean, if you want a movie like that to be taken seriously as anything more than just fan service, you got to have like a, a more nuanced character. And that's someone. True. maybe right. they say it once, like the character says it once and... You know, it gets a little pop from the audience, but right. otherwise, okay, like, it was like, it'll get really annoying really fast if like everything he says <laughs> sounds the same. Right. Like yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Um,
3: and here's another interesting thing about uh, John Leguizamo, as you know, he's been very vocal lately. As you know, he was in the Super Mario Brothers movie in 1993. He played mm-hmm. Luigi. And he Have you said, guys
1: ever seen that? I've never seen yes. that movie. I don't think I've seen it. I've seen it. It is it as bad as people say? It's as bad as people say. It's it's, 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 it's live as, action? It's,
0: it's as bad action. as people say, and every bit of what you want from a movie that's a, like a video game movie, i.e. fan service, you get none. Really? None. Well, is, you, the, the names of the characters, and that is it.
1: Well, is it? Like, you know, because everything I've read about it, I was like, okay, it sounds weird. They go through a oh. pipe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's dude, it is it it is there's
2: nothing <laughs> oh
0: there is nothing i had not seen it since I, I was a kid and i'm i can it tell you right off the bat might, i didn't like it when i was a kid and i probably wouldn't like wouldn't it like now.
3: it that, that's probably when i watch it as well and uh i think it's worth Weird, a rewatch dude. but uh john Leguizamo was interesting enough because he's latin lat he's latino he's playing i guess an italian character he said i will not be watching the new movie he said they could have included a latin character. Like, I was groundbreaking, and then they stopped the groundbreaking, referring to him portraying Luigi. They messed up the inclusion. They disincluded. Just cast some Latin folk. We're 20% of the population, the largest people of color group, and we are underrepresented. Hell no, I will not be watching.
1: (laughs) Jeez. Wow, that's pretty strong words there.
3: Very strong Mm. words. Wouldn't you say the same
0: thing if Peach was voiced by a Latin girl?
1: she very, very specifically
0: is not she, like the girl who plays so, Peach looks like Peach. Oh, my <laughs> God. And the girl?
3: Joy is a very lovely girl, but she lived in Spain, supposedly has Argentinian roots. Right. But she's mixed, you know, European or whatever. Right.
0: Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, so what's he so, complaining about?
3: Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. And the thing was, is like, yeah, it was groundbreaking for Luigi. Mm-hmm. But um yes and I guess they could have done the same thing but I, I don't know it's so they went with Charlie Day and Chris Pratt for for the characters I mean that whatever you know I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes that is your number one movie Super Mario Brothers movie the Air movie, this is about Nike Nike's historic deal with Air uh, Air Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan's uh,
2: Yeah, I want to see that. Shoe
3: line uh, was the number 2 movie. The number 3 movie was John Wick 4. The number 4 movie Dungeons and Dragons and in fifth place Scream
0: 6. It's like three movies in the theater I want to see right now. That's right. There.
3: I do want to see Dungeons and Dragons. I want to see Dungeons and
0: Dragons. Bad, dude. Yeah, that looks looks
3: really, really dope. So, I figured, uh, what would be a fun special topic um, is um, what what Nintendo game, Super Nintendo, N sixty four game you'd love to see a live action version of? Okay,
2: pause. uh, I have one just quick anecdote. I looked up Super Mario Brothers from 1993. The only way to watch it is on DVD, is what this says.
1: It's not even available streaming anywhere? No. That's usually what they do when a film is
3: not well-received. They don't... <laughs> don't waste the hard that's
1: drive the, not, it's not even that's the
2: first um, thing that popped Kubi up says, i might have to do a little more digging but the first thing okay. that popped up said that anyway continue
3: no thank you for checking that out
2: it's
1: so that's so. so weird because usually all all sorts of like random small movies get onto like to and yeah, maybe uh, it's
3: on hmm. there so I guess since like yeah I guess I'll start with what I think would be a great live action and uh, my uh, choice would be Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, <laughs> there hasn't been a uh, I think this could be um, very or similar. Or just Punch in, Out. Yeah, it's very similar in the Rocky vein. It could be Punch Out, but I think let's bring in the Mike Tyson. Um, Uh, Phenomenon. You want it to be be
1: a Mike Tyson that's what, like four times the size of whoever the hero. uh, hero (laughs) Little Mac.
3: Little Mac. Little Little Mac. I
1: forgot the name of him. Little Mac.
3: Well, I think you know that. Yeah, boxing. When you have boxing matches, the the opponents have to they have to be in similar weight classes. So maybe that's one aspect I would forego, but it'd still be (laughs) an underdog.
1: Yeah, bring in uh, what's it, vodka, Drunkinski and Bald Bull. That's and, right. Bald uh, Bull. What, what was the fat guy that you had to punch in the stomach? Uh, what was his name? Honda. Uh, yeah.
3: I think it was E Honda? Was it the no, same what, character? No, E. Honda that was, was
1: another
0: guy.
3: That was Street Fighter.
1: <laughs> it was like he would like uh, you could only you had to punch him in like you had to yeah. hit him in the face when his mouth was Oh, open. that's uh, King Hippo. Yeah, King Hippo. The hippo. <laughs> the hippo.
3: So, yeah. All those characters that will be in there will be in that. I spent countless countless hours as a kid playing that. Yeah. Mike's punch out um would be my choice. We would see, you know, all the um all the characters really, you know. Um you know, in in that film, you know, starting with King Hippo, you know. But Glass, Glass Joe I think was the first uh, Glass
1: Joe was the first guy. Yeah. First guy yeah. yeah. He never got any respect. Yeah. Yeah.
3: He'd be kind of like that opening scene, you know, where he gets to gets, you know, he wins that match very easily. And then, you know, it's it. it, uh, The uh, final act of the movie is uh, is Little Mac training against uh, Mike Tyson. And uh, of course, Little Mac will have to win that. So I would love to see (laughs) live action. Mike Tyson's punch out.
1: All right. Who would like to go to you, Would you want it to be like campy, or would you want it to be like more gritty? It like? would have to be campy.
3: Because of the characters, they they're very crazy characters, you know.
1: Um, or would very, it be like gritty, like uh, what was that? Sin City. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Well,
1: Sin City is campy as hell too. It's just campy mm-hmm. in a different direction. Right. Yeah, that's true.
3: And then Super Macho Man would be in it. I remember he's like the um, he's like the the boss right before mike tyson i believe so um i think it'll be a fun one to see all right who wants to go next yeah. what what nintendo game would you like to see live action
0: anyone deck hunt <laughs> deck oh. all right. well, I,
2: pl- I i didn't really play a lot as a child like we had super mario brothers super yeah Bros. Two. Uh we had Duck Hunt and then I remember God my mom was like, I'm gonna buy you the Jeopardy. The Do you guys Jeopardy remember for
4: that? Nintendo, yeah. I loved loved,
1: well I didn't have it for the Nintendo. We didn't actually have a Nintendo, but I had that for the Commodore sixty four. And I loved nice. that. Commodore sixty
3: four. I don't know. What, I just what the plot what we, be, uh your grace for of the, Duck uh, Hunt? For Duck Hunt, yeah.
2: I don't know, I'd need to think about it, but uh Okay. Some sort of a contest.
3: Yeah. Um, gotta have the laughing dog, right?
2: The laughing dog, and then maybe someone realizes they don't want to shoot the ducks. Oh, okay. So maybe befriend some of the ducks and the ducks. Oh, I like off. that. Now you're and talking. There's some Look at this magic producer. twist.
0: There's a twist at the end there. Magic
2: yes. involved. I don't know. I, I can flush I like this that. out. I'm that's, need that's a that's, good
0: one, You're your grace.
2: That's my my take right there.
3: I dig it. Yeah, you could have maybe PETA involved with the, with the group that doesn't want to hunt the dogs. Yeah, I don't want PETA. No PETA, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, General Zod, uh, is there any particular Nintendo game that you wouldn't mind seeing in live action?
1: I I think uh, the first one that pops, in, pops into my head, and again, I didn't have a Nintendo, so I only played it at my friend's house. So uh, I didn't get a video game system besides my Commodore 64 until um we got a Sega Genesis later. But um we uh, I remember there was this game I loved the shit out of it. It was called Rolling Thunder. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. The um it was this game where you were like some kind of secret agent And you had to, um, you know, you were like, uh, I guess, like infiltrating like some, you know, enemy hideout and and everything. And you had to like uh, you had to go and skulk around and you would like go into these doors to avoid guards that would come out and then come out of the doors and then you could shoot them. But only, you know, but you had to make sure that they couldn't see you. And it was kind of like a precursor to like Metal Gear you know What was it called? Rolling Thunder. Rolling Thunder. And it was it was basically like a platformer shooter, but you would have to hide too from the guards too.
3: Wow. So that that, that would translate pretty well as live action?
1: Yeah, I mean it's like you could make it. I mean it could be just a straightforward like espionage I
0: remember that game now that I see it on a picture of it like like the scroll screen and stuff, the splash screen.
3: Yeah. Interesting. That's a really interesting choice. Now, Nintendo. Oh, it turns
1: out that's a that's not a Nintendo game. It's a Sega game. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, you I was know, about we'll to l- ask.
3: open it. We'll open it for Sega, sure.
0: Um. So yeah, I I, I went. I was racking my brain for Nintendo because I didn't want to take what I thought was the most obvious, and um, that would have been Legend of Zelda. Oh yeah. yeah. We I mean, still haven't seen what...
3: it though. We haven't seen it though, Ken.
0: It's. Is, is is there? Are they making one?
3: Why haven't I don't even think it's in production. I, think, that's I don't a, think so. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant choice.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, we haven't seen any idea of. I don't know what that it has
3: been Halloween anime, part. you know, but but it hasn't been. There has not been live action,
0: dude. And runners up, man. I mean, I don't know. I I I didn't say Legend of Zelda because I was gonna pick this one. I want to see an actual Pokemon movie. I mean, one where either it's based off of Ash and Ash actually goes through and gets the badges and wins the championship and, you know, or is it a new trainer who goes through Kanto, which is the first region of red and blue. And, you know, the first movie is all red and blue. And I want to see that movie for real. Not, not that other movie, which detective Pikachu. Oh God. That's that. That's what I was
3: referring Pokemon to yeah. for
0: me, but no, oh, I want to see an of, actual yeah. trainer's movie where the trainer's learning like Ash did in the series mm-hmm. you know that would be awesome that'd be cool those are some good
3: uh, the good choices now what would you expect from a Legend of Zelda movie
0: man that's tough um that's it's because I mean the game isn't really there's not a huge deep story you mm. know it's it's a lot of puzzles with. Some nice theming you know well that's um,
1: the i mean that's the whole thing with a lot of these i mean the, yeah. that gives that gives screenwriters and um you know show run- and or showrunners runners like kind of a blank slate to work with so yeah that's what getting, i'm
0: saying it would be interesting
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: because you go off the theme and zelda has a theme you know there's obviously they're gonna have to collect some stuff and right you know The quest items yeah there's there's people that they're gonna have to you know oh yeah i'd be down for that and fantasy's been hot right now
3: it has finally yes with the resurgence of uh of course well house of of dragons
1: it's been it's been hot since like the lord of the rings came out and like the
3: rings
0: yeah Yeah. lord of the rings started a game of thrones really picked it back up. There's a couple of other series that aren't really big mainstream that uh, that have been going on and um yeah I I love it give me some more of it I
3: love it more yeah. content awesome very very cool let's cup uh drop a couple more movie things and we'll take a uh this week will be a cool cut break um the upcoming Cannes Film Festival Johnny Depp is back in the limelight can you believe it after his very publicized the uh, uh, courtroom drama with his ex-wife Amber Heard. His latest film is called Jean du And it's set to open the 2023 Cannes Film Festival And um, yeah um, So in this particular um, film It's directed by Mai Wen um, Mm -hmm. Who plays herself as a title character alongside Johnny Depp Um, And uh, apparently Johnny Depp is playing King Louis the 15th xv is 15 right zod
1: yeah okay thank
3: you <laughs> apparently um depp's character is unaware of her status as a courtesan and regains um through her his appetite for life and they madly fall in love blah 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 so uh you know you know if johnny depp was you know pretty much found not guilty of of you know what amber heard was was a legend he did and you He he deserves to have his his career back And that's what happened And uh, not only will that film Be a part of Cannes Film Festival Also Pedro Almodovar's Strange Way of Life This is a western starring Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal Hmm. Interesting So this is going to be an LGBTQ Themed western
1: One of my favorite classes in college, I took this class. I mean, since I was mostly taking engineering classes, it was a welcome, welcome Um, break from that. Was one about the films of Pedro Almodovar. Yes, and that was such a fun class to take. He had some wow. Entire
3: class devoted to Pedro Almodovar. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, we
1: watched uh, The Matador and The the Women and uh, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown and like all of these things in the original Spanish. Yeah, it was such a great class. It brings back some great memories. Very cool.
3: Also, some really cool trailers dropped Charlie Day's movie called Fool's Paradise. Pretty funny trailer. He plays a man who was held in a mental health facility and he's unable to speak and then apparently they just let him go from the facility and they said that the state will not pay for his career Or sorry the state will not pay for his mental health care so basically they're going to put his ass on the first bus downtown <laughs> so it's a comedy um,
0: <laughs> sounds great
3: pretty, pretty funny premise I'm sure the mental <laughs> health advocates might have a, an issue about it but it's got a great cast with Kate Beckinsale and Adrian Brody, Jason Sudeikis, Edie Falco, John Malkovich, Common, Jillian Bell, and the late, great Ray Liotta. And I believe one one of his last projects.
0: Yeah. Did he in
1: like, 17? No, he died last year.
0: Last year. Last year.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, last year. One of his last films, this is going to hit theaters on May 12th. There's also a horror film from A24 called Talk to Me, which follows a young girl, Sophie Wilde, who recently, played by Sophie Wilde, who recently lost her mother and is coaxed into playing a game with an embalmed hand that supposedly opens up a door to the other side and things go out of control. A demonic force is unleashed and a lot of craziness ensues.
1: (laughs) Uh, A24 movies are so much fun to watch. The, yeah, they are. Yeah. The um I finally I mean it's like five years too late, but I finally saw Midsommar like a couple weeks ago. That's a big eight yeah, that's a yeah, big yeah That A24 was movie. that was a freaky fucking movie.
3: Yeah, they usually have some really great hits and and wasn't everything everywhere all at once part of A twenty four? Yes. So there you go, see? hmm it's in great company. They they really do the quirky, the weird and yes. the wonderful you know? They, could, they got some good stuff. All right, Zod, what is your opinion on the Marvels trailer?
1: I liked it. I enjoyed <laughs> it a lot. It was um I think I know where they were I mean, it's it depends. I know that there's a lot of um there's a lot of there's some fatigue around how like Marvel movies tend to be kind of like kind of breezy and irreverent sometimes and like have these like tonal shifts where they'll um you know, they'll be, you know, like I know uh, that's one of the reasons why Thor Love and Thunder wasn't as well received is because people might be getting sick of like all the jokiness right. in it. But I love that. I love that about the Marvel movies. <laughs> and um, so the Marvels continues that. And, you know, uh, what's the actress's name? It plays Ms. Marvel.
3: Yes, that is um, Aman Villani.
1: Iman Velani, yeah, she's a, uh, you know, she's as, you know, she was like delightfully charming in the uh, in, in the Marvel. trailer and oh, in the
3: trailer as well, yeah,
1: yeah, and same with, you know, and. I don't even hate like I know some people dislike Brie Larson.
3: A lot of people do. Well, a lot of oh, guys. Yeah, I don't know why. I I I, I love
1: her. She, and, always, but like she, I think you know, I think one of the reasons is because sometimes she, at least in the first movie, I thought she was a little wooden in the first movie, and I that's know what they she's were a saying better,
3: about her performance. Yeah, being yeah wooden, a
1: better. Yeah. I know she's a better actress than that. Yeah,
3: she, yeah. was nominated and, for an Oscar for The Room. I don't know right, if she won. Right. Did she win? Yeah, yeah
1: that's another A twenty-four right, movie, by the way. The Room. Yeah.
3: yeah. But she got criticism for that and because you know she talks about toxic masculinity and uh and brings up a lot of uh social social war justice issues um and very vocal about it so those on the right leaning side
1: might yeah might well some... fuck them
3: and <laughs> <laughs> you know it does happen um but um yeah i mean uh the, the trailer was cool because it, it, of course first of all it's beastie boys intergalactic yeah Mm-hmm. which is pretty dope um and then um and then you have nick fury in the opening of it who tends to lead the trio of all the marvels miss marvel captain marvel and tiona paris who is the monica rambeau uh,
1: yeah she's either spectrum or photon or for a while she was called captain marvel in the comics too <laughs> <laughs> for exactly, a little while yeah. and uh
3: yeah um so uh that's gonna be, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Marvel. <laughs> I mean, you know, I did enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, uh, so let, let's keep that momentum going, and let's hope that this Marvels is a better movie than Captain Marvel because I thought it was just very okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel movie.
3: Yeah, the first Captain Marvel movie. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, it was '90s fan service for sure. Yeah, it had a little I, bit of that. I grew up in the 90s, so I mean, that's I was digging that. I was digging the whole movie. But yeah. again, fanboy.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. So
3: curious to see how that one will fare. Um, and then, uh, as you know, Joker has wrapped filming. Todd Phillips uh, shared with some fans um, on Instagram images of Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix in character. And as you know, this movie is going to drop in October of 2024 mm-hmm. um will it be another oscar darling like the first joker movie was we'll just have to wait and see um uh, joaquin actually uh has his um a film that he's doing uh with ari aster it's a third feature uh, he's playing bo wasterman And basically, uh, Bo lives next door to a peep show emporium called Ejectus Erectus. (laughs) And at one point, one point is informed by a medic that his abnormally descended testicles are a cause of concern, which is just one of the many indications that this guy needs to uh, shoot his load. So that is the... (laughs)
1: I That's Wasn't Joaquin that? Phoenix's next project. That's
3: his next project, yes.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can you believe that, man? I can't believe this is the next project. It's he's crazy. interesting. Harry so. astor And, and then
2: I'm surprised.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, we mentioned James Um Mangled earlier, didn't we? Yes, As, we did. Uh, Loger. He he's actually gonna be directing a a, a Bob Dylan biopic.
1: And another Timot- one. Oh wow Ah,
3: yeah, and timothy chalamet will be portraying young bob dylan
1: so. oh so it's going to be a more straight like biopic it's not going to be like i'm not there which was the very interesting movie but weird as hell even though it was supposed to be yeah. a, it had like 12 different actors and actresses playing yeah. bob dylan yeah <laughs>
3: that that would be a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh Logistics to to keep track Mm -hmm. of that So I think this is a good time to take A for this time it's going to be a cool Cut break and um, We're going to be listening to our Final interviews from South by Southwest that I conducted Courtesy of our friends of click on this this is Um a UK pop Sensation Natalie Shea In my opinion could be the Next the breakout (laughs) Pop sensation And uh Uh And uh, when you listen to the song, you'll probably um, think the same, hopefully. Um, And uh, following uh, the cool cut will be my exclusive interview with Natalie Shea on location at a great bar in in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest Festival. So we're going to listen to that. And um, all right. So we're actually going to be saying goodbye to uh, Kenny Hopkins. Thanks for
0: having me, guys. It's always a lot of fun. Love talking Star Wars with you. Can't wait to catch up. We're we're, we're in Rebels, man. We're getting there. All right. You'll be getting there. Watch Andor. You'll like it. You'll like it a lot. Can't wait. It's next. It's next. Yeah.
3: You have to let me know what what you think of Andor after you watch it.
0: I will. I'll let you know.
3: All right. So myself, Morgan Fab, and General Zod will be back. So, guys, this is the cool cut. This is uh, Natalie Shea. Um, her hit, One of her hit songs, which was probably one of my favorites in her, her catalog, is called Two Sparks. It's got a great, great sound. And uh, directly that, her, uh, my exclusive interview with Natalie Shea. And then we'll be right back here on BTB. Am
4: I too close to love, you, to love you, Or
6: too far to feel what you do?
3: here South by Southwest at Las Perlas with this amazing, amazing artist, singer-songwriter Natalie Shea, all the way from London, England, across the pond, if you will. The <laughs> yeah. Across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, how's it feel to be at South by Southwest, one of the premier music festivals here in the United States?
6: Oh, it's, the, it's a dream. I'm having the best week of my life, probably. Yes. Probably. And, and, you, and you told me this is your first...
3: American shell.
6: Yeah, probably. Wow. I did I've done like a few things this week for South by, but this is my first like this is the event that I came for, this show tonight. So yeah, wow. first show. Yeah. Wow,
3: and what would you say is the main difference between American audiences versus the Brits?
6: I feel like it's gonna sound really silly but certain songs I think resonated more with people here than they do in the UK, I, I, I like I grew up on Taylor Swift Country Era and like that doesn't resonate too well in the UK anymore. But I feel like that the stuff that I wrote that's more like that. I think people really liked here, which obviously makes sense, but yes. like, I'm, I'm happy, because like, I like that stuff the most. Now, would you consider Taylor
3: Swift one of your biggest influences with your music?
6: Probably the biggest, yeah. That's probably. Really? Yeah. <laughs> how about,
3: of all, of all the British artists, do you have any particular in, uh, influences on, yeah. among the Brits?
6: So, I kind of, I first found Taylor and Miley Cyrus, and that was like when I was a kid, that was my first influence. And then I got into my indie band period, so I was into loads of British indie bands, like yes. the Vaccines and like... Tudor Cinema Club and all that. I had a whole indie period. So they were my main British influences, although I do like Kate Nash because she like her storytelling was always the thing that I really wanted to do, like write songs that tell stories. But yeah, now I kinda just like a bit of everything. I think my my taste has broadened as I've got older. But yeah. (laughs) I I see that uh, when
3: viewing a lot of your music videos and and listening to a lot of your music, there's a lot of variety. You do have the singer-songwriter style, Mm -hmm. you also have the dancier stuff as well, more pop stuff. And I saw I saw an amazing video, a cover of "The Rapture," oh, yes. which uh, was one of my favorite dance hits was from back it? in the day. Uh, what how did you decide to uh, do a cover
6: of that particular song? Oh, it was a really random sort of thing. So I basically did a track that came out, and it was remixed by this this DJ called Crider. Um, yeah. And then he reached out to me. He was like, "I think I'm thinking of doing a, a cover of Rapture." It was my. It was the reason I started doing music. Like I'm thinking of doing it, and I'm Love like, and he was like, "I'm only gonna do it if you want to do the vocal." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. of course I want to do the vocals." So that's how that came about. <laughs> it was a bit random, but yeah. That is amazing! Wow, and and what I love is if you
3: have a lot of video content, a lot of music videos. Tell us about the production of these music videos.
6: Um, So I I do most of them with my friends. This is their job, but like I met them at my school. I went to like an art school where like it's called the Brit School. It's like the big music school in the UK, like Amy Winehouse-Adele went there, Tom Holland, like it's all sort of artsy. So I met most of the people that do all my videos there, and now this this is what they do for a job, but it's just amazing to sort of still collaborate with these people that like I met at school, and yeah, so it's been all those people. Wow.
3: So uh, I looked on your website, Uh, throw out the URL really quick. Right. Oh, nathaliechay.co.uk. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I saw that you have one uh, show here at South by Southwest, but then you go back home. Yes. Right to, to on England.
6: Sunday. Yes. Yes, on Sunday. Yes. Um,
3: would you want to come back to the US and tour other cities? Right.
6: Yeah. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for the opportunities, but of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> when it, when we can get it together, this is kind of I guess the start of making that plan. So. Yes. Now we're here. <laughs> yes.
3: Now, which artist would you love to collaborate, if you could think of a few, okay. or one or two, or maybe three?
6: Other than Taylor Swift.
3: Yeah. Um, Who
6: Taylor Swift? Yeah. Uh, you know Snow Patrol? The, yeah. yeah yes. The lead singer of Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. I love Snow yeah, Patrol. Yeah. Gary Lightbody. I've always really wanted to write with him. Yes. Who else I like to work with? Probably Miley or... Yeah, Miley. Miley, okay. She's just the, 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 the voice of the, the generation, I think. Wow. Vocally. Like. Are you
3: familiar with New Order? I am. They had an amazing show last night.
6: I'm aware. Yes, I'm aware.
3: <laughs> that would be an amazing track, oh, okay. you know. I
6: did cover one of their songs, "Age of Consent" one. Age of yeah. Consent? She covered "Age of Consent." <laughs> I did. I did. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> wow,
3: wow. So, so you you do like a little bit of the alternative, the rock side, like yeah. we're talking New Order and you mentioned Snow Patrol, yeah, and stuff like that. Um, do you feel that maybe you can go a little more on the
6: alternative? Maybe, maybe, maybe that a little more edgy. Or yeah, you, I think like. I, I've got so many influences. It's right. always been like, I don't really know quite. Like I feel like when you do music, they really want to put you in a box. Right. So you kind of have to pick your box. And right now, I right. picked this box. But that doesn't mean that I'm not writing the other stuff. I am. Right. I'm just like when I get there, then that will be the next era, but like I'm always writing it. I love all the stuff, like... It's always good all to reinvent music.
3: yourself because yeah. you do the same thing, you know? She
6: did, exactly. Yeah. Most people do, yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
3: And I really enjoyed your uh, music video for New Wave. Thank you. Yeah, is that an actual, like, uh, English uh, dating app?
6: No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we made it for the video, <laughs> yeah. Lots of people asked me that because we had a little advert going out, like an Instagram yeah. ad story. And everyone was like, oh, are you sponsoring an app? I was like, no, nope, it's my song. So yeah. <laughs>
3: It could be based on actual experiences on the dating app?
6: Yeah, yeah, I've been on the apps, everyone's been on the apps, yeah, they have. And of course,
3: Two Sparks, phenomenal, phenomenal song. That was uh, one of the songs you played on the set tonight, by the way. Phenomenal performance on stage, you got to take out Natalie Shea, so. Wow, this has been incredible. Thank you so much. Click on this show.
6: Thank you, thank you. And
3: if you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are, throw out a plug. Cool. Let us know you're on click on this. I
6: will. My name is Natalie Shea, spell S H A Y. My Instagram is at Natalie Shea Music. And how do you want me to phrase the last bit? On click on this, like that? Yeah. I'm you're... Natalie Shea on Click On This. Fantastic.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow, amazing. Is that okay? Yeah, good job. No, that was you. awesome. Thanks everyone. Yes, that was Natalie Shay. Two Sparks. Great song, yeah. I liked it. Very talented. Um Singer, songwriter, pop artist. Um, she's got a great music video for it. Check it out. Um, she's got a lot of music videos up on her YouTube. Natalie Shea. Um, uh, it was great to talk to her. Could be the next sensation here in the US. Um, but uh very, very talented, very, very talented singer and performer. All right. Well, um, we're gonna try to wrap up everything uh in uh record time. <laughs> uh start with Netflix. Um When I talked about Jennifer Lopez playing an assassin, I didn't know if I could take her seriously, but after watching the trailer for her movie called The Mother, which will be on Netflix, I'm a little more inclined to to believe, uh, because she's been doing so many rom-coms, and we haven't seen her in a role like this before, but... (laughs) I remember
4: uh, her
2: in, uh, what was the one where she had to get away from the abusive ex-husband?
3: Was it The Cell?
2: no i can't remember
3: what it was called but she she's done she's done a lot of like in her her earlier career she's done a lot of those type of roles but basically she's her she was quoted as saying i'm a killer and i'm also a mother i will die protecting her
2: yeah oh the movie was called enough enough okay i mean it got like a 5.7 but i really liked it
3: really so she plays a kind of badass role
2: I mean I just realized I
1: was mute. I was on mute.
2: (laughs) Her husband's terrible. She's got a kid. He's abusive. And like I don't know. I just remember there were some parts in there where she's getting like this training from this like sensei or whatever. And there and like there just was this one part where he was like, You'll be you'll beaten down and you'll think you can't get up. And that's when he'll kick you when you're down and that's when you need to fight or whatever and i just remember being like yes j-lo like get it <laughs> again this nice. was like years ago so it might have it, it that's what i'm saying
3: She did she did stuff like that in this
2: her was 2002
3: right a long time ago
4: she i need TV. to watch it
2: again
3: cause, yeah. and this one her her daughter gets kidnapped as a part of an effort to lure jennifer lopez's character back in okay um, so this uh yeah trailers are out and uh yeah just in time for mother's day it's called the mother <laughs> I, i'm not sure how i feel about this they're going to do an animated series set within the stranger things universe um i guess i'll watch it i don't know if i'm excited to see something like this um uh the plots for the the plot for the series is kept on the wraps but with stranger things wrapping after the upcoming season five I guess it would be good to, to continue something in the stranger things universe, because they've really created a really cool world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how, how that will do. I don't know. Is any, any of you uh looking forward to that one? As an anime? I'm looking Jesus. forward
1: to it. I mean, it's uh you could go in a lot of different directions. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, you could go into the, um, um, <clears throat> more into the, the facility, you know, like do kind of a prequel thing. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah that would be a prequel. Yeah. Maybe the origins. or of-
1: you could, you could actually do something really weird and have it take place entirely in the upside down with like huh. the uh, also
2: what nightmares are made of.
1: Yeah. Interesting. And huh. so like, I mean, but that, that might be too risky to show something like, uh, something about
4: like, yeah, yeah just entirely
1: letter. from vecna from the like the hive mind in the upside,
4: oh,
1: upside down, down world right like, point of That's view so
3: really
1: the origins the origin of the
3: upside down world perhaps yeah that'd be cool yeah i'm looking forward to that nightmares um let's see two netflix series are coming to an end uh one is called sex life i don't know if anyone checked that out with sarah shahi I saw the first few episodes,
2: um, people were comparing it to, like, Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? I just, again, it's like, I just couldn't get into, like, the plot. Like, it didn't, I don't know, a couple of my girlfriends are like, oh, it's so good. And I'm like, it seems like things that bored housewives watch.
4: (laughs) I don't even want, like, I
2: don't want to say that, but I'm just like, (laughs) I don't. Like I could deal with a movie that's like that, but like a whole show, like
3: I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, they made the decision to pull the plug. Yeah, I five decide. weeks after the show's second season. Yeah. And apparently, Sarah Shahi signed on to star in a new TV show anyway. So, oh, there you um, go. but Sarah Shahi is pretty sexy and is very, yeah. naked, very yeah, naked she, in the series.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's
3: great.
2: I mean, yeah, everybody's hot. Everyone's everybody's hot. <laughs> the, the plot was like, eh. To
3: me. eh you can only, t- yeah, do so much with a plot with. The, putting so much nudity and sex in it, but, uh,
2: Oh right. Like if it's going to just be sex, just be sex. Fine. But like, <laughs> if you're trying to make a show, I'm like, I just was like, I could watch.
3: Way Where's the story. Many
2: other things. If I just could watch to
3: some see. porn. <laughs> right. Exactly. You Without you saying it right. Your grace.
2: There we are.
3: Oh my God. Manifest also ending, as you know, uh, season four, part two. Um, they split the, um, the, the 10 episode season into two parts um and uh will premiere um in june mm. um, so there you go all your questions will be answered about the Montego Air Flight 828 after the uh flight landed and apparently the entire plane disappeared and reappeared five years later. Um so we will get answers people. Um on HBO Max, yes, half the, House of the Dragon is underway. Second season uh, has started production. Um really loved House of the Dragon season one. My only complaint is I wish they kept the young characters throughout mm-hmm. the first season because you know right. I, we talk- I learned to like can- the younger versions and then then you know and their that arc for the for the young yeah. cast and bring in the because now it's like with them going through so many timelines you have olivia cook with a son that the actor and her are the same age yeah yeah And it just doesn't look it doesn't look i don't like it i don't like that we talked about
2: this yeah a
3: couple we did talk about yeah a while ago and it just doesn't you know um but they will be yeah apparently why did they do that why
2: didn't (sighs) they just like
3: you they know. could have recast Olivia Cook again, but she's just an incredible actress. I guess they just felt fine to, to try to age her, you know, appropriately. You know, yes. um, I don't know, but you know, all your favorite cast will be back: Matt Smith, Olivia Cook, Emma Darcy. Eve yeah, Beck. I had
2: anxiety at the end of that. I was like, "What is going to happen here?" Yeah, and there's no
3: book for me to read prior, so there isn't. I mean, you're, you're go loosely going over uh, Fire and Blood, right?
2: that book is so many pages and it's so
3: all over the place right
2: it's just like that section of house of dragon that they're showing on tv right it's literally like one or two
3: chapters in the book of it's
2: i don't i, I still haven't gotten
1: through it I, I can't
3: well the showrunner said that the house is that of Dragon. have it, you read it i
1: have it's not, not. I don't yeah. think you've read any of the Game
3: of Thrones. I have not, I have not read
1: any any George R R Martin. The book,
2: and... the the books, the Game of Thrones books are great. Like I, I mean, and there are a lot of pages, and like I had the paperback, so like it's very small print, but like <laughs> I found myself very. <laughs> yeah, I know, I was, know.
3: Like this uh, was before were,
2: like... I'd watched the show.
3: Remember. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, reading the graphic novel, and
2: <laughs> I was very intrigued with the books. Like I was. Yeah. You Know page after page, like I didn't feel like there was a lull, that's awesome. Uh, but with the fire and blood, like it's literally just like in this year, there was this Targaryen and blah, it just like it doesn't. Oh, so over- it's
1: a lot, of, it's like the Silmarillion
2: yeah so, it doesn't flow like a story and I yeah it's it's to... it's
1: more like reading like a textbook or like a wikipedia article yeah like a it's really like hard
2: for me to read interesting this,
1: like... yeah anyway which is sometimes sometimes those kinds of things are really interesting to me because it's like i like you know sometimes where it shows it um i mean they're they're easier they're sometimes easier and sometimes Stop. harder to read
3: yeah mm-hmm. yeah House of the Dragon will not run as long as Game of Thrones will. Apparently, it's a shorter story yeah. to tell, yeah. and um, the story may wrap up within a few seasons. So I wouldn't expect it to go longer than four, you know, because they yeah. they do have other, um, you know, spinoffs, the Jon Snow um, spinoff, and a lot of stuff. Um,
1: Are they still doing that? Like, um, weren't they? They were gonna do, um, I guess, House of House. Of, like how far back before Game of Thrones, this House of the Dragon take place? What like two two hundred and thirty four years <laughs> or something like that?
3: Two hundred some years,
1: I believe. Yeah, that's what I. Well,
3: because
2: yeah, they're not the actual. Um, it's not King Aegon, right? It's it's after that.
3: Yeah. After the.
2: After the crazy one.
3: After the Mad King.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, Mad King has already happened.
2: Right, so we're. I don't know. I gotta look at the book because, like, that all <laughs> I'm just like, this is it's, where I start to get confused?
3: It's I'm easy like, to get get it all confused. um yeah. Does anyone want to stay away from um Last of Us spoilers? Or I don't watch. Okay.
1: I haven't seen it yet. Well, I was planning on seeing it. I don't know.
3: What
2: is
1: it?
3: What is that I, show? Is it a movie? It's a uh, Pedro Pascal's series, Last of Us, based on the very popular video on HBO. I like yeah.
2: him. I've heard of it, but I have no it's idea. It's
3: a fantastic show, and the video game, the second video game is already out, so it's not really spoiler territory, because if you play started, the game...
2: It started as a video game.
3: Started as a video game, yeah. And now and it's... There's two video games out, and... oh No the first, book. It's the just first, a movie. Yeah, the first video game is adapted into the first season. Okay. And we, I believe we did talk about this on Below the Belcher, but the second game apparently they want the second game to go multiple seasons and expand it just a little bit. Cause there's only two games out so far, but you know, at first I was like, eh, maybe I should know. But then, you know, basically, um, we, we saw in the finale of, of, of the last of us that, that Pedro Pascal's, uh, Joel character shoots up the, and kills the doctor that is about to, to do surgery on, on L, you know, um, and uh ellie rather um who's played by bella ramsey uh because they want to remove part of the brain that is keeping her immune which again for the greater good would help millions of people that are infected but ellie would have to die so joel shoots the That's doctor and apparently cool. in season two it's all about the daughter of that doctor seeking revenge and it's abby who ends up killing Joel? In order, you know, um, and apparently it's a, it's it's a, it's within the first act of the second video game. Um, and in order to uh, let Ellie live, Joel's death sets up Ellie on a mission of of revenge against Abby. So apparently, watched this. So yeah. I watched all of season one, and it's interesting because Pedro Pascal is the star. So I'm guessing yeah. they're not going to kill him. In the second season I mean if they if they want to follow the game He's supposed to die Yeah he's supposed to die Because that's how Ellie's story moves forward mm. But he's so popular right now Yeah And, and um, apparently Pedro Pascal Said it wouldn't make sense To follow it, it wouldn't make sense to follow the first game So faithfully only to stray away severely From its path and referring to the second season Because if they let him live They're diverting from from yeah yeah so he Uh, said
2: have you watched this
1: i have not seen it yet yeah it's one of those many things that i've been intending to yeah
5: yeah
3: so
1: um i mean it's it's a you can say this about pedro pascal is all over the place yes he
3: really
2: is he's
1: like he's like definitely having a moment i mean He's 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 having his moment yeah, I mean you, I mean you could say
3: Mandalorian this, it, and Last of Us, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh it would really like like I would I would think uh it would really, really it would it might be the equivalent of like when Gwen died in The Walking Dead. Like yeah. about how much it would shock people if they did that.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that that's a that's a very good Comparison. They did, did something different because they only get, did they kill Glenn. They killed Abraham as well to give that shock factor, but still remaining true to the storyline. Yeah. So they yeah. did the double murder, you know. Yeah. So they they could do something like that. Well, they might give you something to expect. They could go out in left field, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh um, you know, and then also on HBO we're getting um a show called Welcome to Dairy. So this is um. A prequel for the It franchise. And they just cast Taylor Page, who was in Zola, uh Jovan Adepo, Chris Chalk from Perry Mason, and James Ramar from Dexter all joined the cast. Um, and it the show is a prequel for the the films that we saw already, based on St- Stephen uh King's novel, and expands the vision of the two it's films. It's a no for me. That's a pass. I did enjoy the the movies. Uh, I have a feeling i would recently.
1: love it. I'm gonna have to watch that. I have a feeling I would really. it. Like You're gonna it. like that one. Yeah. Very nice.
3: And I don't know if any of you watch Succession, but I guess we won't mention the big spoiler. Yeah.
1: Don't uh, don't spoil Succession. Okay. That's one thing. Like I've read big headlines about. Big how, headlines. Like, there was something. People media talking about it. it. Yeah. Uh, she
2: watches that, and I'll come in, and I'll be like, "Ooh, what's happening?"
4: <laughs>
1: right. I have to-
2: i haven't watched it from the beginning but like i kind of get the gist but i'm like right it's the show's wild
3: yeah apparently um the hbo delivered its biggest first night audience uh for that episode um but yes there's a big big occurrence something occurs in that episode (laughs) that's worth talking about um let's see um Oh, Okay, so um, the fifth and final season of Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon is coming up. And Zod, I know you said that you wanted to watch uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel.
1: Gosh, it's but like now a... it's
3: – that's another it's... show that you, you're going to have to you know, keep up with because it's in their, rather in their fifth season. But they've added some interesting guest stars for the final season. Ooh. Hank Azaria, mm-hmm. Sutton Foster from Younger, Ooh, Darren good. Chris, fe- fellow Filipino, who was an Emmy Award-winning actor uh danny strong and sean gunn will uh guest star in the fifth season so something to look forward to sean sean gunn that's james gunn's brother
1: yeah he played um um oh crud what's the character's name cute crud not Uh,
3: it's gonna be talking about his character in gardens of the galaxy yeah
1: his name i I'm completely blanking on.
3: <laughs> I don't remember his character either. Mm-hmm.
1: Krylak, not Krylak. Um, yeah. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay.
3: <laughs> That's okay. You can look it up. All the way. Um,
1: really. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know, it, I, his character was okay, but we're gonna see, we're gonna see his character return in the Gardens of Galaxy Three. Yeah. I don't know I, why, but Kim Kardashian is joining the cast of American Horror Story. I saw I'm, just, that. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> It's like putting Lizzo Mandalorian. If they, if they're not actors, why put them in a series? You know. You know I, don't know. I
2: know why they do it.
3: Ratings. Ratings. Funny. Ratings. Yes. So it doesn't matter if they can act or not. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the season's dubbed delicate. American Horror Story delicate. I don't watch that either but yeah I stopped watching I was a huge fan Earlier and I stopped around uh, The apocalypse Season is the right. one I, I tuned Out but um anyways Um one of the new It girls in Hollywood is Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria she and Julianne Moore Are going to be in a series on Apple Uh called Echo Valley And Dom, Dom Hogleeson Rather it has joined the cast And uh I mean, that's a pretty incredible, incredible uh, uh, project on Apple. And uh, Ridley Scott will be producer of this series. So basically, it's uh, Julianne Moore's character who is reeling from a personal tragedy, spending her days um, training horses in the Echo Valley in southeast Pennsylvania when her daughter, played by Sidney Sweeney, arrives um, late one night covered in someone else's blood. Hmm. Beers into a thriller territory So there you go Something to look forward to um, Let's see over on Paramount Plus um, they're doing a live IMAX screening opportunity For the final two episodes of Star Trek Picard Now hmm. I haven't gotten Into any of the Star Trek hmm. uh, Shows on Paramount Plus Have you tuned into any of them?
1: I don't have Paramount Plus so no. And you don't have
3: Paramount Plus so there you go I mean, uh, I enjoyed the movies, but I have not gotten into I have a feeling I would probably love them, but yeah. uh, I haven't gotten into anything Star Trek, so I'll, I'll stick with Star Wars. I think that's enough of a fandom for me. Yeah, I don't think I need anything else to take more of my time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Speaking of The uh, Last of Us, Bella Ramsey, who uh, was in The Last of Us, and of course, you know, she's the little bear in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> going to be cast along uh, with Jodie Whittaker. And and, uh, Tamara Lawrence In a show called Time It's Mm. a British prison drama um, And it featured Sean Bean from Game of Thrones uh, Mm. In in the first In the the first season Mm. So the new season will be comprised of three parts Will be set in a women's prison And um, Ramsey plays Kelsey Who arrives at the prison on the same day is jody whitaker's character and they must quickly adapt to their uh, new world uh and discover the ever-present danger as well as an unexpected sense of community mm. in this reason, So interesting and you know i miss cocaine ba- bear in the theaters but it will be on uh, <laughs> peacock so uh april 14th you can get get uh you get your cocaine bear high so to speak <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it, it's a movie that eluded me in the theaters i'm i'm so glad that i have peacock because i'm a wwe fan of course you gotta have wv <laughs> you gotta have peacock to watch all the WWE stuff today. Mm-hmm. and uh if you want to know where julie bowen's been since modern family rap she's going to be on a new series on peacock called hysteria
4: mm.
3: so it's a coming-of-age thriller that ex- explores America's dark history of mass hysteria Through um, the shocking story Of a teenage satanic panic a struggling high school Heavy metal bound of outcasts in the 80s So I guess this is going to be like an 80s Period piece Type of uh, coming of age uh, Show um, And mm-hmm. um, Julie Bowen will play Linda one of, The mother of one of the teenage outcasts So that sounds Like it'd be pretty mm-hmm. cool um, And yeah i mean gosh what else um just an update on jeremy renner he's continuing his recovery Mm -hmm. we wish him well uh you know and uh he was really really lucky Mm -hmm. get back to um 100 but he talked in detail um about his uh snowplow injury that snowplow was 14,000 pounds
1: that ran and it it pretty much ran over him ran
3: over him that's crazy The dude fucking survives. Number one, number two, he's probably going to make a full recovery. And he was with his family at Six Flags Magic Mountain and, <laughs> and posted a photo, even though he's, you know, still using his motori- motorized scooter. Uh, he captioned, "A good Friday, made magic on the mountain with some of my amazing family." And he sat down with Diane Sawyer for an ABC News yeah. special, uh, Jeremy Renner, the Diane Sawyer interview, a story of terror, survivor, and triumph. And talked in detail about what happened, and um, yeah, this is uh, pretty much it. We're going to talk about. Uh, we we always honor those that are no longer with us. Rest in peace. Um, so first of all, um, the fentanyl crisis is is ridiculous, and it's taking many many lives of not only celebrities but you know everyday people in our in every way in every walks of life and every. Socioeconomic um class oh. these are friends these are loved ones but we just found out that frank Bolanja he's an actor who was in the Greenbrook and Sopranos Frank Falalonga Jr. Apparently the cause of death was due to um fentanyl um mm. and uh which is crazy um the autopsy report revealed um, overdose of fentanyl cocaine and then just found out that rapper coolio died of a fentanyl overdose he had traces of heroin and methamphetamines in his system which is really sad because you know coolio was only 59 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you have michael k williams from the wire they just confirmed that yeah they just
1: they just convicted the dealer who yeah
3: that's right they convicted the dealer his name is Irving Cartagena, and he's accused of selling drugs to Michael K. Williams, and he pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute fentanyl uh, and heroin. Mm. And uh, it's so sad because he was a, he'd been shooting Lovecraft Country uh, for HBO and his uh, he died in his apartment in New York. Mm. Um, so that's a thing, guys. I mean... You never know what's in your 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 party favor du jour. So um, as a good PSA, um, don't do drugs. I don't know. Like, you don't know. You don't know what's in it anymore. And and we we, we don't want anybody to die. So um, we also lost some other folks. Um, Michael Lerner, an actor who played um, he played Jack Lipnick in the Coen Brothers film Barton Fink.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, do you remember him?
1: I do. Yeah, I do. Really? Great, okay. great, movie. He's, great movie. I mean, he always played, he played either these, like, he was a very, like, he played either these, and I know in Barton Fink, he plays this, like, sleazy Hollywood executive from, like, the 1920s or 30s, whenever that takes place. And he always played either mobsters or, like, sleazy executives. He was really, really good at those kinds of roles.
3: Yeah, it's a shame that he's no longer with us. Um mm-hmm. Michael Lerner, um, who was in Barton Fink. Also, we lost comedian Gareth Richards, best known for his work, uh, with uh, Frank Skinner. He was only 41. He uh, died in a very serious car collision near Heathrow Airport in England. Um, So rest in peace. Um, Also, um, Jacques Hatkin, who served as cinematographer on the first Nightmare on Elm Street movies, passed away after a battle with ALS and leukemia at the age of 72. Uh, Another cinematographer, Bill Butler, a cinematographer from uh, Steven Spielberg's Jaws. He lived to the age of 101, Um, but uh, Sally passed away as well. And then we have Elizabeth Hubbard, who was in As the World Turns. She passed away at the age of 89. And this was really sad. Tech executive Bob Lee, founder of Cash App, dead after a parent stabbing attack in San Francisco. Cash App was for those that uh, wanted to, I guess, uh, exchange funds rather discreetly, I guess. That's what the app was known for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, the founder, um, I guess it was motivated. Um and, uh, yeah, he didn't survive his uh, stabbing attack, and it's still under investigation. That's really, really sad. Sad news to hear. And, of course, with death celebrate life, um, Hillary Swank welcomed um, a new addition to the family, uh, twins, a boy and a girl. Oh, mm-hmm. man so happy so happy no happy birthday no that's a happy birthday congratulations yeah (laughs) congratulations also surprisingly um at the age of 19 millie bobby brown
1: is engaged wow yeah i saw that too
3: i don't know i mean jake bon jovi who is the son of john bon jovi
1: Man, nineteen. Sweet, you, you gotta oh, live you know that. Life, she's, married, she's marrying the son of John Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> they've been together for cool. together for
2: a minute. It's man. cool, but too young. Too young. It's not 19? gonna last. Come on, it's not gonna, Yeah, thank you. Right. You have your whole
3: life to live.
2: It's Hollywood and you're nineteen. No. No. <laughs> take it. Take some advice not, from
3: Morgan. fab I'm not
2: being a cynic. It just it just is what
3: it I, is. It is what it is, and I think, yeah, that, that's 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 wise advice, Morgan Fab, no doubt. And then we have some celebrating a birthday today. Um, let's see, Bill Irwin, actor Bill Irwin, is seventy three. Uh, Lisa Stansfield, uh, you might remember her, some of her hits. Uh, Being from...
1: around the world, na yeah, yeah I, is I, 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 that is.
3: Yeah, she's fifty seven. Oh wow. Uh, Johnny Mesner from The OC, celebrating six fifty four. Um, Trisha Helfer uh, is 49. She's also in Battlestar Galactica. Um Kelly Garner, um Taking Woodstock, Lars and the Real Girls 39 and singer Josh Stone is 36. That's birthdays today. <laughs> and um I think we have time to to close tonight's show. Well, we do have another South by Southwest interview to close the show. But zod should should we uh talk about your uh Your comic book, uh, featured comic book of the week this week?
1: Okay. um, Yeah, we should, um, we can talk about, like I had this uh, original idea planned where I would, um, I would talk about this like really, really beloved run. Like one of my, like one of my favorite runs in uh, any comic book. And it's, it's time, like, I mean, the, the run itself started in 2014. So that's like a, and it's it's super long and super dense but it's going to it's going unlike to, your segment <laughs> yeah it's going to lead <laughs> into um, you know everything that you're seeing with like uh, the MCU eventually going to secret wars and it's uh Which we're
3: going to see a little yes. bit, won't we?
1: Yeah, long the action. there's a there's a writer in Marvel Comics actually in comic books but um cuz he's he was long he was long um long respected comic book writer. His name is Jonathan Hickman. And he did this story he did with the with the Avengers. He took over the Avengers title and also another title called New Avengers. It's like two separate Avengers titles and he made this really really sweeping epic that um you know kind of saw like a uh, the Avengers, like, uh, like the regular Avengers title expanded out and suddenly had like this really, really huge ensemble cast of characters. While New Avengers was more about like the Illuminati and the Illuminati are the, um you know, you saw them in Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness. But they're yeah. they're slightly different in uh, in the comics. Um and I could go, God, I could go, I could go on and on about this, and I don't know if like tonight's the night <laughs> for it. We might have the two no. be-
3: Morgan's like no. We that, might have the two be- Tell, Tell us why
1: we should read it. Okay. In it's in a nutshell. It's it's got like these amazing, huge, like uh, amazing and fun and huge ideas, like these ideas about like incursions about how. You know world like the incursions of uh universes onto each other they kind of like kind of fold over each other, and there's like like all of this like you know um really really um really really out there ideas about um how like a metaverse would really work in um you know like scientifically using um all sorts of you know theories from like physicists and everything but it's also it's also this deeply emotional like the like the avengers title is more of the big ideas and i think it's more of the um the characters in it aren't as fleshed out i mean they're all really well-known characters so like they don't need to be fleshed out but it, it's like you know uh, the avengers yeah but like the the new avengers about the illuminati is a really really much more <clears throat> it's um it's 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 a lot about how the illuminati characters interact with the, with each other when they're confronted with what seems like a horrible horrible choice to make and that's what the entire story is about is the illuminati has to decide because the incursions when they incur in these like multiverses go on top of each other one of them or actually both of them get destroyed unless you do certain things which will cause one of the one of the universes to destroy it to, to get destroyed so there's this hugely moral question about well if you're a hero and you want to save your world are you going to kill a whole other world <laughs> and and that's yeah
3: a, it's almost like for the greater good you know yeah. it's like ugh it's but almost like The Last of Us. That's it, you, interesting, you, yeah. you take Ellie's brain, kill her, but you're gonna you're gonna cure like the infected. It's you know, sometimes you sometimes you don't want to do things for the greater good when it does involve killing people.
1: Right, right.
3: So it has a lot of that dilemma in there.
1: Yeah, and there and and, and especially you see the conflict arise between um the the Black Panther and Namor. And okay. it goes in it kind of like their rivalry kind of stems out of control and goes into some like really really dark places at the same time. Where they, okay. um, so yeah, it's it's cool. I could go on and on. I could give you all sorts of details as to why it's so kick ass. Like, Morgan,
3: Morgan saying no. So yeah, it uh, re- reiterate which uh, particular issues uh, do we look for? Okay, this? so
1: it's uh, I mean you can get if you look up and actually if you uh the the story it's avengers by jonathan hickman and you can get the uh the graphic graphic novel trade paperbacks for it if you want and i won't say it on air but i know of a place where you can read it online for and pay less (laughs) than you would uh you would in a store but uh it's probably not a good thing to talk about on the uh to get recorded talking about but
3: we'll, we'll edit that out appropriately so. yeah well very good get it at your local comic book store yeah and, and book retailer of course uh adventures
1: by jonathan Higman, and it's the omnibus and it i mean it's really really i mean it's fans like four years worth of comics mm-hmm. from these two different things so it's on a, the
3: bus is big yeah yeah
1: it's it's a huge huge story so it's and it's sprawling and it goes in so many different directions
3: very good well that was <laughs> general zod's comic book corner segment yeah here on Below i guess the i guess you are gonna
1: be doing this huh
3: <laughs> yes yeah. yes i
1: wasn't sure if we were and i was like okay well it's uh and, and next time I'll be a little more prepared than I was tonight. <laughs>
3: That's but, all right. The, the yeah. version works out great. So, of course, closing out tonight's program, my final, I think my final South by Southwest interview with an actor with ties to DC, the DMV. He uh, was an actor in HBO's The Wire, mm-hmm. he was an actor in HBO's We Own This City. It's the one and only Anwan Glover. Nice. Big G, uh, mm-hmm. he was a friend of Elena Moscow, our producer. We click on this; so I got to talk to him. He actually had um, a show that he was uh, uh, that he was on stage for, performing uh, at South by Southwest, and he was in town, and we got to talk to him about working on "We Own the City," uh, working on "The Deuce," so working with David Simon, and uh, a great interview to close out tonight's show. So, on behalf of the panel tonight, which included morgan fabulous also darth morgan <laughs> the one and only general zod and it was general zadeus is that general right zadeus, I, guess. I guess yes uh kenny hopkins who is known as uh captain kendo set <laughs> and i'm al soto aka han soto <laughs> Uh, what a special show talking about everything at star wars celebration guys we will see you next week until then peace all right guys we are here on rainy street this is the hot spot a south by southwest with actor and artist Anwan glover aka big g hey How's it feel to be here in South by
5: Southwest, oh, man? It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. A lot of networking going on, a lot of producers, yeah. directors we meeting up with, a lot of artists. Yeah. The air is fresh, man. It is fresh. And this yeah. is your.
3: You've been here before for the movie Prospect, so yeah. so you know what it's like here in South by, yeah?
5: It's, it's so dope, man. It's like a lot of networking, and a lot of people I haven't seen in a while, a lot yeah. of people I never met, a lot of people that was trying to get in contact with me. It's just dope, man. This is a beautiful, beautiful day to be in South by Southwest. That's cool, and you got a show
3: this evening, uh, and it's a uh, yeah, your Big G uh, on stage. What can fans expect out of your performance, my man? It's
5: gonna go wild, man. We got a bunch yeah. of other bands here from Washington D.C. We're performing at the venue right here, you know, and it's it's crazy because this is the first time, Well, not the first time. Actually, the second time because Red Essence performed a few years back. Before COVID, now we're right here. We got Us, Backyard, we got Mumble Sauce, we got What Band, we got T.O.B., we got Serious Company. Okay. It's going to go wild, man.
3: Wow. So last time you were South by South was all about the film, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And now it's all about the music.
5: All about the music. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm a film guy, music right. guy. I was here with Prospect, with Pedro Pascal, those guys in Seattle, man. Yo. It was a beautiful time, man. It's <laughs> like, you know, it's much, much more to come. We're talking about
3: The Mandalorian and Joel from The Last of
5: Us, so... Man, we had a ball filming that in Seattle. It was a little cold, but we had a beautiful time. I think we need a sequel to that movie, right? Yeah, no, nah, I know, man. <laughs> Sci-fi is the best, man. No doubt,
3: man. No yeah, doubt, no yeah. doubt. Well, let's talk about some of your recent projects. Of course, uh, working with your boys Dave Simon again and George Pelicanos on We Own This City. Yeah. Curious
5: if you still have to audition, uh, even the, you know being an established actor from the wire, did you still have to audition? well some parts you get they call yeah. you and say we want you for yeah but they still try to sometimes mostly get you in the room okay but i got like like a long history with my family exactly. I, I call it my family because they yeah. always look out and uh we own my we own the city it was a great great part like just coming back from what we did with the wire historic yeah. coming just came up on 20 years yeah. it was amazing but it's like david simon george Pelecanos, connor's nina noble yeah. They always make projects that test the community. They give back so much to the community. And they always keep their people working. That is I'm one of the true. ones that stay working on the projects. Seriously. Yeah.
3: And from Baltimore yeah. to New York working on The Deuce. The Deuce Let's man. talk about that experience. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a racy subject matter working in the yeah, adult yeah. entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah.
5: But, James Franco, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. With all those guys. I played Leon. It was beautiful, man. Like I said, like with George and Nina and Dave, they always keep us working. It was so much fun. First, The first season when we, when we got picked up, we were actually working out in Brooklyn. But then we eventually went to Silver Cup Studios and we were actually yes. in the studio. Cup, but, yes. the, but the scenes, everything was like, it was beautiful. You know what I mean? The family oriented piece, like yep. all of us are still family. It was just a blessing. To have yeah. so much fun filming, doing what you love to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And what has been your career highlight so far? If you could, if you could rank maybe like the top three, what would it be? The Wire. The Wire. Uh, yeah. Because it was so much family, yeah. so much fun. That was my first like stepping stone. Right. And it's like, once we were together, we stayed together.
6: Like yeah. we get family
5: members like and it's like they call we call we call right, call right. anything go on we all stay connected yeah. and it's just beautiful I yeah. say the wire I was on Treme as well I had I played keep on like yeah it was beautiful and I had a beautiful time on the deuce as well
3: deuce.
5: and um but the Wire is all-time my all-time favorite though yeah I know it's much more coming but it's nothing tops the wire.
3: Well, I mean, there, there have been some rumblings about bringing some kind of sequel, reunion, re, uh, revisiting re- The Wire in some way. I'm not sure how it will work. Yeah, what are your
5: thoughts it. on that? Well, we heard it We heard it so much before. Yeah. I say it will probably be more stage play. Okay. I think it will be a stage play before screen, because, like, you can't top that. Some things you yeah. got to just leave it alone. Okay. You know? It was beautiful, and it's still beautiful, but I think... I think it'll be amazing to touch some stage play with it. Right? Broadway? Yeah. Why on Broadway? On Broadway. Would be crazy. Yeah. yeah. That
3: yeah. would be incredible. Yeah. And one thing that stuck out on, on, on your IMDb, one was uh, scream Queens.
5: Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> that's Ryan Murphy. You know, he's yeah, a brilliant. Shooting. Yeah. I have fun shooting scream Queens, man. Like it's it's like a lot of directors that you bump yeah. into. They'd be like, Hey, Anwan, we were trying to get you and things of that nature. Yeah. But like I always say. You're better at your last gig. Yeah, you gotta stay fresh. You gotta keep working at it, right. and you just gotta catch those passes when they come. You gotta be ready yeah. at all times. It's much more coming in my career, and it's a lot of things that I didn't take, a lot of roles that kind of I turned down. Okay,
3: there's been roles. Can we talk about some of them you turned down?
5: Yeah, it's it's, it's a bunch of roles that I turned down. Really? Like I I, I still won't play a police officer. I don't think. Just because the statue that I had on the wire, right? Yeah,
3: because we saw our boy Trey Chaney do the opposite. He, he,
5: yeah. did, he <laughs> but but you know what 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 Trey did an amazing job. Yeah. Also also Jamie Hector. Yeah, they did yes, a great exactly. job exactly. But but like you know, and as an actor, you have to be able to turn the key, turn it off, turn it on. Yeah, but with my persona, I don't I don't think I can play a cop, man. Okay. Ah, don't <laughs> I don't think, I'm just a fucking crook. I'm saying, look, but, <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I think I, my, my next, I, w- I wanna play like a a basketball coach. Okay, I can see that. A dad, you know okay, what I mean, different roles, or... you know what I mean, cause like bad roles you get, you know what I mean, and then they always say my voice is like a villain. Yeah. Working on a bunch of voiceover stuff right yeah. now, so. Then we we shot Mailman with uh, Nick Pelicanas. Okay. We shot that. That'll be out this summer. Wow, that's Nick's directing. Yeah, Nick's doing a lot, nice. man. Yeah, he's he's uh, actually out right now working on a project.
3: Look at yeah, that. Yeah, so wow. it's, it's a bunch
5: with, of stuff coming like out, man. Like you said,
3: working with the family.
5: Yeah, the family is the family. Yeah. Man. Yeah,
3: yeah. That yeah. is absolutely incredible. So, what is your dream project left? Is it maybe something in Marvel? Is it something in uh, uh, another fandom?
5: I, I hope left? so. I hope so because, like, during the pandemic, like I, uh, I had a call for Black Panther, but uh, I told. If you can see, it's... you see, I, I, at the time I told okay. my Patella. Okay. I told my knee, and they say that we and while we got you, we'll revisit back with you. Whoa. I know I would have been in there, but it's much more coming. You know what I mean? So yeah. we just gotta stay tuned. And you guys okay. will get that sneak peek. You'll get exclusive when it comes. Okay. But I'm here, man. We're that working. That's right. Okay, well, that's dope. Well,
3: yeah. Anwan, well, if you can tell us, Big G, where gonna see everything Anwan and Big G are on social media. Right.
5: It's Anwan Glover, A-N-W-A-N-G-L-O-V-E-R on Instagram. Okay. Same for Facebook, Backyard Band. Okay. Big G, Backyard Band. I'm here working. I do a lot of things in the community on stopping violence with these young kids doing killing and stuff. Also in your household tell these kids to stay focused yeah. and no drugs man you know what I mean because a lot of kids are dying they putting all this fitting on and all that crazy stuff out stay so focused yeah. man love your kids talk yes. to them just have a conversation with them we're okay. here okay. man those are those are some wise words by
3: Edwin Glover man Edwin yeah. yeah. thanks so much for talking with us thanks, here click on this that
5: was yeah. phenomenal it's a Thank piece you. of love yes Southwest we'll, baby yes we're here yes yeah
3: And we'll see you in the next segment, guys. Until then, next time. Peace.
5: Peace. Peace and love.
3: Well, it has been
2: a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad
5: boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain.